This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is 93XRT. Lynn Bramer here at the Cubs convention with Marty Lennertz. And we are joined now by one of our favorite Chicago Cubs. He's here at the Cubs convention himself, David Bodie. David, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. Very excited for the upcoming uh, 2020 season. Um, you know, looking over your process and how you found yourself in the major leagues. And there are guys that, that you know, get drafted, they're in the minor leagues, they're immediate sensations. But it looks to me like you were one of the hardest working guys in your journey from the minor leagues to the majors. I mean, when you started in lower minor leagues, you were not setting the world on fire. It was kind of a long haul for you. What was that like? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, just, yeah, like you say, it's a long road. Um, you, know, you try not to get caught up in everything that's going around, and you just want to be locked in on what you want to do. Um, and I wanted to just get better each day. Um, just kind of chug along, plug along, hang around, obviously work extremely hard to, uh, to keep me around, um, and then um, get a break, get an opportunity, and then and show what you can do. Uh, did you ever have that Mickey Mantle moment, by which I mean Mickey Mantle at a certain point said, you know what, Dad, this isn't working for me. Uh, I can't do this. I can't manage. Were there uh, moments of, of dark nights of the soul? Oh, of you course. Said? Yeah, absolutely. A couple times I uh, felt like just giving it up. Um, one, my dad you know, told me to, to finish out the season, and then uh, another one, my wife, um, was like, no, we're not, we haven't been in this long to give up now. So let's, she wasn't saying not to, but she's like, if you're doing it for us, like, you know, don't have to do it if you still want to play feel free to you know keep keep going i guess i support you so um, a couple times that way and obviously <clears throat> when you're not playing well um makes things harder too um over a course of a season uh you know a couple times in the minor leagues where you just had a had a tough year and right. those, uh, that's those are those are hard hard bus trips hard hard nights and uh you know you just got to find a way to uh to go to the ballpark and, and try to help the team win and try to get better so david you sports number 13 on your uh, Cub shirt. Not very many players in the history of baseball have worn number 13. Uh, there is always something along with it that, uh, that you were going against the odds. You know, you were, you were looking superstition in the face by wearing number 13. Why do you wear number 13? How'd that happen? There's nothing really special about 13. Um, you know, I was, my dad was 15, I wanted to be 15. Um, you know, five was a number that I liked to. Uh, Thirteen was was kind of available, and it was a number that I just felt that look, that looked good on it. And and I mean, outside of that, there's really nothing else to uh, mm. to the number. Well, that's because number thirteen is always available. <laughs> 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 no one wants to wear that, but it's really cool that you do. Uh, when you came up with the Cubs, your first summer, man, what a memorable year that was. You were at the plate for so many huge moments, so many big home runs that you hit, the one against the Diamondbacks that tied the game in the ninth inning, the two-run homer, and then Anthony Rizzo comes up after you and wins the game in a walk-off fashion. But the big game is the one against the Nationals. And I was in the ballpark that, that night on a Sunday night, 
Scherzer is just mowing everyone down, right? It's three to nothing. Nothing's going on at all for the Cubs. And then you load the bases. Now, sitting in front of us in, at, at the park was a family from Washington. And they were so excited that the Nats were, you know, one out, one pitch away from a three to nothing victory. And I was thinking to myself as I was looking at them, thinking like, man, if the Cubs come back and tie this game, it's just going to break their hearts. They're this poor family, these poor kids. As soon as I thought that, the pitch comes into you on a three and two count, and you just nail it. You knock it out of the ballpark. One of the great grand slams, one of the great home runs in the history of the Cubs. Wow. What went through your mind at that at bat and after the home run and everything that came after that? Because uh, not many people have done that. Only two players in Major League history have hit a walk-off grand slam for a 4-3 victory. Yeah, it was... I mean, I remember sitting on the bench watching the game, Cole and, and Scherzer, and um, what a game it was to to just be there watching it. And I was like, this is both guys just going toe-to-toe, um, you know, middle of August, and, you know, got, both teams were in the playoff hunt. And, you know, as this as the game went on, I obviously had my preparation when I come off the bench and what I do and what I want to hit and in the cage and get loose. And, you know, I'm playing the math game on the in the ninth inning, being like, all right, well, there's a chance for bases loaded, two outs, and the pitcher's up. So like, you know, gotta be ready. And and you know, Jay Hay obviously getting on that on base with the uh, hustling down to 90, and guys getting on base, getting hit by right. pitches, grinding at bats. Wilson Contreras fouling the balls off. Um, you know, all those things that set up before um, that have to happen before that even gets gets to that two-two pitch. Um, you know, then you hit it, and you're looking for a pitch to, to hit, and you get it, and you you, you accomplish what you try to do, um, which is what you do every at-bat. Um, you know, you set out a plan, and you try to execute that. And then um, rounding the bases, I, I don't really remember much. <laughs> Everybody here watching us talk to you remembers vividly the arms spread out like you're ready to take flight. Uh, if there but, weren't pictures of it, I would not know that would happen. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's a great memory having you fly around the bases like that. Uh, at that point, is it all instinct? Is it... Oh, yeah. As soon as I hit the ball, it was... I knew I got it, and it was... After that, there was just nothing else that... Okay, you knew you got it. But it was, as I remember, dead center field, right? Yeah. So you had to hit a long way for it to have been gotten. Was there... You knew? You knew. You, like, you wow. know. When you hit it and you feel it and you, there's an instant where you're like, yep. <laughs> Not only did you know it, but in the stands, as soon as you made contact, everyone in the ballpark knew it. I mean, there was no doubt about it. And I recall jumping up and down <laughs> in the aisle. And I, I've seen the Cubs, uh, you know, clinch a pennant, which is something that never had happened in any of our lives. Seen many, many comeback victories, many really cool moments, but I think that might be the tops. That really yeah. was. What an incredible, appreciate it. incredible energy that you just felt leaving the ballpark that night. I appreciate Man, it. That was so cool. David, at, at his age, jumping up and down in place is really a bad idea. If you fans out there, over the age of 40, watch those Achilles tendons. You know, they'll snap on you if you're jumping up and down on a David Bodie home run. I have to be in shape for those moments. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Well, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the offseason and recently about batters either knowing what pitch is coming or not knowing what pitch is coming. Have you ever had a circumstance where you figured out a pitcher enough that he's tipping his pitchers to you? Is that kind of a 
kind of a myth that you can uh, pick up a pitcher. Oh, this is how he sets up to throw a curveball. This is how he sets up to throw a sinker. You try to figure stuff out like that. Um, rarely is it 100% like foolproof. Right. Um, so you're like, okay, if he holds his glove this way, it's usually a fastball. If he holds his glove this way, it's a curveball. One, you got to see it from the plate. It's one thing to see it from the side or from wherever, like in the dugout, and then you get in the box and you know, you're everything on, and you're like, okay, can I, is it this way, is it that way? Um, it's really hard to tell. Um, and usually, in, that, in, that, in that moment, is it almost better not to be thinking too much? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it just depends on the player. Um, I s sometimes just see off of hands and release point. Um, you know, I tell people sometimes there's just like a thing you're like, oh, that's not a fastball out of the hand, or like, you know, that you just kind of recognize there, and that's kind of what I go off of mainly. Um, it's, it's, you know, you try to find everything you can to make yourself successful and, and try to execute your, your plan and, um, while you're in the box. And then after that, you know, you just really want to focus on what I want to do, um, not what they're doing, and, you know, try to work on you know, if I got to get a guy over or do anything like that. You know, that's, that's my plan in the box versus trying to figure out what he's doing on the mound to get me out, you know, so that way, you know, I get, I get off of what he's trying to do right. and focus on what I want to do. Well, I think that's a hallmark of the great hitters in history. You know, Ted Williams had famously 2010 vision, and you have that advantage. You have a chance to pick up on spin or no spin as the ball comes out of the, the pitcher's hand. So, right. yeah, it's all about being able to see well, I think. Right, absolutely. And it, whatever information I have, the other guys have the same thing. You know, so it's like, you know, their pitching coach is looking at if he's tipping pitches as well as much as anything else. So it's like, like, hey, just be aware of this. So we were talking before about your route to the major leagues. And I think one of the reasons why you were able to make it to where you are today is because of your versatility. You can play so many different positions. And Joe Madden certainly used his roster in a, in a, in a unique way. Everybody got a chance. Everybody played. You, you, you know, played second place. You played third base. Did you put in a little time at shortstop? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Played, you can play all the infield positions. Do you get a sense that David Ross is going to use the roster in the same way? I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, obviously, when we get into to camp and, um, you know, he kind of gets to look at everybody again. And, um, you know, it's, it's, his, it's his team to manage. And, you know, he's going to manage the team the best of his ability and to, to put us in the best position to win. And, and I fully believe that he will do that, uh, just as Joe did. You know, Joe yeah. has his belief of, of how he wants the team successful. And, Brought a World Series to the to Chicago and um, is going to do the same thing with LA and, and go and and put that team in in the best position to win just as much as David Ross will for us and uh, I'm excited to see how uh, we're going to play it out and uh, get ready for the season. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. It's certainly new, a new experience. We're so used to Joe over the past few years and. I don't know. We'll well, everything happens, I've right? heard from David, I've just talked to him the last two years too. Everything I've talked to him and heard from him and. You know, I, I believe him and, and what he wants to do, and yeah. uh, I'm really excited to, to work cool. with him. Well, I'm sure you'll be a big part of whatever happens this season. Yeah, it's uh, very exciting looking ahead to the new season. A lot of discussion about you and Ian Happ taking major roles in, in the starting lineup uh, in 2020. And Cub fans are pretty excited, aren't you, about the upcoming season here? Uh, we really thank you to spend a little time with us. Off season, are you, do you just put baseball on the back burner? maybe work out and think about it or are you trying to escape the whole mindset of getting ready for the season both both you know after the season you kind of take a little bit off to relax um you know it's a long season it's a hard on the hard on the mind and um then you know as you ramp up your 
weightlifting and conditioning and activities, you start playing catch and hitting and you, know, you start figuring out what you want to do to be better this year. So it's, it's a combination of both. Uh, it's a process. It's a continual process. And I think part of the process of being a better player is also taking time away from, from that mentally and physically, um, just like in anything in life. Um, so just being able to, to go forward. One of my favorite Cub moments, and I'm sure everybody remembers this, is a reaction shot that you had to a play that Javi Baez made, where you like whirl around and turn to the camera and you just go like this. Wow. So it's kind of cool being in an infield with a guy that can kind of turn your head even though you're a major league baseball special player, player too. Special player. He's a special player. Javi's a special player. He does things that you don't see before and um, Second to that, he's an unbelievable teammate and person, and um, you know he's my locker mate in the, in the clubhouse. Oh, and nice! I love talking to him, and, and he's just he's just a great guy as well as a phenomenal baseball player. I saw there's a new metric that uh, that they're using now for fielding, and he is the number one fielding position player of any position in baseball because of uh, whatever this metric is. And, it's and probably uh, his range. His and, range and, uh, and the number of uh, plays that he's involved with. And uh, I don't think errors are a big deal about in this, but it's more like outs. How many outs does he create? Yeah. It's, uh, wow. Yeah. That's something. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, thanks for taking a little time. I know you're busy here at the Cubs convention. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at second base or third base or wherever they put you. It's very exciting. You have a flair for the dramatic, which Cub fans love. I don't know how you do that. You, you gear up for the big moments, uh, and it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, Dave. Yeah, thanks. David Bodie here on 93XRT.